Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. It's episode 45, a nice round number. It isn't round. I don't even think of it. It's mean. That's right. People know things. It's not me. It sounds like math. The Dork Forest. You know the websites. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Because I thought, what the heck? The. Donation button. You know where it is. You've used it recently. I like that about you. And thank you very much. If you haven't, knock yourself out. There's merchandise. Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts and my posters. Uh, posters? No. Uh, how about a CD? There you go. Get yourself, knock yourself out. Patrick Brady fixes the audio. Mike Rickberg and Sarah sang that song right there at the beginning. Michael sing again at the end. Thank you very much for that. And Vilmos does the website. He has his own podcast called Green Room Radio. If you're looking for more web, more podcasts, fun. Sitting in my living room, uh, two TV and movie dorks who work in the TV industry, oddly enough. Uh, Adam Spiegelman, to my right, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks this is great. Very excited. <laughs> excited voice. This, that's Thank your him. excited voice. Yeah. We did levels because uh, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I did room tone earlier. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> see room tone. And Joey Salmon. Am I pronouncing that right? It's Slayman. Is it? What is it? Slayman. Is it Slayman? Yeah. Right. Like in your head, you said, oh, it's wrong. But Can't Salmon, be yeah, the L and the A are swapped. So people say Salmon all the time. But, but it is slamming. spelled like salmon, S-A-L? The, no, it's S-L-A. It is S-L-A. It is S-L-A. Look at me already getting it slamming. wrong, but fixing it in the notes. No worries. All right. It's Well, my nephew's name is Salmon, huh. but it's spelled S-A-M-A-N because his mother... Um, his first name? His first name, That's Salmon. Cool first name. Patrick. Oh, not, is it really? Yeah. Salmon, Patrick, Wolfgang. Bemel Benrood is his name. That is well, that now salmon makes more sense. Guess yeah. what? He, you know what he did? He designed the Dork Forest T-shirt. The Ranger of the Dork Forest. He's an artist. And you can buy one on the website. You exactly. But you, he has to be an artist because with his name being that, yeah. and then his little brother Yarrow lives somewhere. Um, his half brother, his little, you know, my little. He's not actually my nephew, young Yarrow, but uh, he lives like in Santa Monica and is working for like Tarantino or something. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So they're okay. gifted, a gifted group yeah. of, of weirdly named children. God bless them. Uh, all right, let's do it. Let's talk about television and movies. You have yeah. a podcast, Adam, don't you? I have a podcast. It's called Proudly Resents, <laughs> and we talk about uh, cult, cult film podcasts, but we also talk about good bad movies. Um, like The Room is the most popular one. Troll Two is another popular one, and Birdemic, and they're all also all great. They're all. Are they all scary? Uh, Different scary. Well, <laughs> right. There's a, two of them are supposed to be horror films. Okay. And the third one has a sex scene that makes you like, this is really a horror film. Um, <laughs> Troll Two was a movie about goblins, but they they call the guy just named it Troll Two without getting permission from the troll people. He just figured we oh. can just do that. And that was one of the great right. things about the the movie is that he just yeah he just took the title. And did they ever? Do anything about it? Yeah, what happened was it was bought by a smaller company who bought by a bigger company. And then finally, the large company, I think it's Warner Brothers, that owns Troll, right. saw they had a title named Troll 2 and made a double DVD packet. Without even realizing that it. That this guy oh, stole their God. name. Which I got as a Christmas present from one of my bosses. <laughs> Have you watched it yet? Oh, I've watched both of them. <laughs> Troll 2 far surpasses Troll 1. Can like I- Troll oh, 1 is you know a good movie with people with actual talent and skill and, right. and experience and Hollywood chops. Troll 2, none of Amazing. that. Amazing. But a better film, right? Oh, much better. It's so much more fun. More- but it's like we had made a movie Because it's right about now. trolls. Right? Is it a- about those troll dolls? No, Troll 2 is about a town of goblins. That are vegetarians that will kill you because the guy who directed his wife wrote it. She hated that all her friends were vegetarians. So she made a monster film where all the bad guys were vegetarians. Oh, I have to maybe, yeah. Yeah, see, you have to see that. I'll give you the DVD. Troll 1. There we go. (laughs) It's really great. Troll 1 is what? Troll is, or troll. there's trolls running around. Yeah, it's like an evil troll. It's kind of like Leprechaun, but with Okay, but with trolls. Um, Yeah. yeah. Not quite as good as trolls. uh, And who can tell the difference between them? It's like the Palestinians and the Israelis. You put them right next to each other. You're like, hey, everybody looks sort of vaguely brownish. No, no, when you're in New York and you say Dominican instead of Puerto Rican, as a white guy, you're like, I don't know the difference. Dominicans are a little crazy. A lot of your Armenians and Turks. Hi, oh, yeah. Right next to each other, you're like, sorry, you almost look Mexican, Armenian guy, and I'm Armenian. So, <laughs> right. my dad, my dad is an Armenian, full-blooded Armenian, and when he was down visiting my brother in Tucson, 
all people Spanish to him all the time, constantly. And my dad's like, I barely speak English. My really. dad, get, my dad gets that a bunch. He's Syrian. Oh, there you and go. He gets yeah. Spanish just because of the dark skin. That's yeah, the yeah. only. He doesn't look Spanish at all, except for that one. <laughs> except thing. for that one thing. He's and he slightly has, he rocks a mustache, which is kind of it's uh, vaguely Spanish. Well, well is there you go. My he... father doesn't. Does, the, the, he doesn't approve of facial hair. No. no. He, and always wear a belt, please. Are you wearing a belt? Please get with a belt. That's his yeah, thing. Because you're a man. And that was his big thing with belts. my brothers. That's He's like, hilarious. please wear a belt. Don't wear pants without a belt. You're not finished dressing. Get a belt. He's very dapper, my father. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a dapper dude. Do the ladies have to wear belts? Uh, you know what? When I was about 12, he had me, because I was wearing my brother's old clothes, and he'd be like, why aren't you wearing a belt? And I was like, I'm a girl. And he's like, mm, I don't care. And <laughs> chop with the belt. And, uh, and granted, I wore my brother's clothes. Well, I think to this day, I'm still to some extent wearing uh, something my brother would wear. So, uh, <laughs> so he brought it upon himself. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, so troll. And so what's the other one? The oh, room? The, the room is very popular. Have you seen so. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen the room. <laughs> the midnight screenings at uh, Lemleaf here oh, in L.A. Do. and around the country, actually. Is that spooky? sell out. What's that? Is who's in that or what? What's that about? This guy about? Uh, wanted to make a movie about making out with women. I think. Well, I, the the original trailer <laughs> says uh, a drama of Tennessee Williams proportions, not wow. realizing how bad it is. So that's what he was trying to do, and then he. Um, that's gutsy this, stuff, man. It's really like like the that. best bad movie out there. Yeah. Just there's so many moments in this terrible, and then on uh, my podcast, Proudly Resents. I found a guy, they talked about him on EW, and I got him to do an interview who claims that he actually directed the movie and that Scandal. someone else is taking credit for it. Because oh, well, the guy took credit for it, right? The well, guy the, in Tommy the- Wiseau is also a big part of the film. He wrote, directed stars and uh, <laughs> financed and mm-hmm. edited he, it. Yeah, and he comes to the screenings and does pre questions, be- question and answers before the movie. Wow. Smart. Can you slip him a $5 bill because he'd like one? Or, I mean, is, is he, did he buy land? I mean, is it all working out for him? No, he's doing great. Uh, yeah. The money came from somewhere, so I don't right? think it's his, it's his to lose. Okay. He bought a billboard on the, on the Highland and really? Sunset. Now that's like a huge area. Yeah. Really expensive. It was up from there for yeah. years. That, I said, that's and, a crazy pricey mm-hmm. billboard. Hollywood and what? And Sunset. And Sunset. Yeah, just below Sunset. <laughs> on, uh, Highland, I'm sorry. Highland oh, and Sunset. Hi- okay, Sunset and High. Holy crap. A lot yeah. of traffic there. And I traffic. actually, I remember when that billboard first went up and I looked up, like, I was looking for trailers. I had never heard of it before. Right. And I was so I surprised. Right, I kept looking for it. And then it was playing at the Lemley Theater in Fallbrook in the Woodland Hills for like a day and a half. So I saw it before they started doing the midnight screenings and me and my friends walked out because it was so bad. <laughs> and now, of course, looking back. And you're like, oh, we could have been on the great. Gr- yeah, we could have been, been the, the first ground ones. floor. Well, the, what makes it good is seeing it live is that people screaming at it like Rocky Horror. There's moments in the movie. My favorite moment is uh, there's a, the woman is talking to her best friend and telling her how much she hates the the lead and she wants to cheat on him it's okay she's like a bad person the lead is a great person okay and she's lying down for some reason and her neck keeps popping every time she talks it's the only time it ever happens her neck bone pops out and her neck pops out for the entire scene for the and it just happens to be a twitch that the actress happens to have a problem if she's lying neck. in that situation I yeah right. i don't think there are special effects i think that was <laughs> no, one but of it was almost like the like most an airplane distracting movie. thing in the world oh so great because it's a serious conversation so i asked the guy who claimed he directed it and uh and the whole time i was being like very like open because i just sure. wanted to talk it's not my business to tell him no no you know and he said yeah, because I noticed it. I said, well, what did you do about it? He goes, what could I do about it? What would you do about it? Have her sit up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <they're- laughs> But I didn't want to say that because I just wanted to keep going. But I'm just staring. I'm going, really? You're asking? That's the one thing you challenged that- me? <laughs> yeah, have her move. Right. Yeah, you obviously didn't see I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I don't direct a lot of things. Uh, nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, Zero right things. And yet you have the four with all. If it only happens when you're Two lying months. down, then don't I, have a lot of I like that he bought a billboard to advertise the movie. Like he sunk every dime into this billboard. It, oh, it right. must have been 180% of the marketing budget. They say the movie was $6 million. Yeah. And it was there forever. That billboard was for there for years. They like, must have never changed. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. You know, did you ever see, uh, speaking of terrible movies that I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, a film called No Small Affair? Demi Moore, Ooh. John Cryer. Yeah, 80s. Not, 80s, 88 maybe? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe 89. Pictures, right? uh, it was a he was a, a photographer and fell in love with Demi Moore uh who was a, a waitress or bartender or stripper whatever she wanted to be an actress and he used all of his college money to buy ads on top of all of the um uh taxi cabs in Seattle. 
with her phone number. That was his moment of love. To show her he loved her. To show her he loved her. And, and she... Um, Did she find it as creepy as I do? Or yep. That, yep. Okay. She found it creepy. And then the taxi cab guy uh, explained to her that he spent all of his money to do that. And she was like, still creepy. But... Uh, which I thought was a great, a great a scene. Great she's like, yeah, still getting a lot of phone calls to my personal phone number. Still a terrible idea. <laughs> still. So did they hook up at the end? Uh, no, but she did get some work out of it. She did. Yeah, and he did not go to photography school, if I remember correctly, John Cryer. Oh, money on the uh, <laughs> Right. It's just a, it was a gesture. And they the did that on, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the I name. I Love You Man. I Love You Man, yeah. yeah. What is that? Billboards. Which the one? Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel movie. Oh, right. But they, at the end, he buys a bunch of billboards. Oh, okay. Also creepy. Yeah, which was equally creepy. Although, even maybe more so because it was two men and they weren't in love. He took pictures of him dressed up like a cowboy and stuff and then put them up on billboards for it. Was With a real estate cheesy real estate aid. Yeah. Real oh. Real estate saying. So, as a, just as a joke? What is it called? Up. I love you, man. I love you. Oh, it's that bromance thing. Yeah, bromance. Uh, okay. Yeah, I wish that would have been a more of a homosexual love story because then oh. it might have been adorable. I wonder if it's an mean. homage to what the a, movie that you're talking about. A little homage to No Small Affair. <laughs> I wish, I hope, There's I pray. There's so many of those to no, no Small Affair. Next time I talk to Paul Rudd, uh, I'll ask him. Nah, bring it, it up. Yeah, yeah. Him. I don't know Paul Rudd. <laughs> it's fine. It's, but uh, now when you meet him, you'll have a good end. It, I will be. Uh, though uh, one of the last episodes with, with um, Yuri Lowenthal, who did uh, the voice of the Prince of Persia mm-hmm. on the video game Prince of Persia, and he ran into Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, right? Gyllenhaal. I don't Gyllenhaal. Know. It's Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I think about actually Yuri, your guest. Yeah. He has a bad movie night at his house. Oh, does he do one? Yeah, we do one. We watched uh, Jesus a- Christ Vampire Hunter. Oh, nice. Oh, he is, is a he was a great Dork Forest guest. Oh yeah, what, yeah. You, you guys talk about was, comics or well, cartoons? Ca- uh, cartoons, a lot of cartoons because he's the Naruto. He's on Naruto. Yeah, he, he plays Sasuke. And yeah. which one? Ben 10 is a popular. Oh, right. Show. He's on Ben 10 as well. He and is ben oh, 10. I don't know. He what is Ben 10. Are. Well, they're, you know, they're like for nine year old boys and, uh, and they're, <laughs> <laughs> Joey is not a nine year old. Yeah. Joey is not a nine year old boy. You enjoy a lot of, um, uh, very adult television, like reality shows. I do. I love reality shows. I fought against them for so long, but I just, the real housewives of New Jersey is back on the air and I am loving life. Do you watch all the real housewives or just not all of them? I find some of them to be a little too depressing and close to home. Um, not a fan of Beverly Hills. Uh, I feel like I work with a lot of those people and it's just sad. Um, and there's no, they don't seem very self-aware of how awful they are. But I think Jersey and Atlanta, they really they have some the sense gaudy. of right, yeah, and I I appreciate that a little more Sopranos wife kind of thing, a little bit more, yeah. And then they had that show Mob Wives, oh, which okay. lasted a hot minute. Which was, no, it's coming back. Is it coming back? Yeah, oh, I feel excited. like it was on for like an episode and then went away. I was so sad. Yeah, like you, you don't. I I would get sad at all of those people though because I always I, that's my thing with reality shows. I'm just like, oh, I know that person. Get it together. Get your shit together. But I I view it as like a you know, a meter for my life. Like I watch it and I'm like, I'm doing great. Well, every episode is like they're setting up that they're going to a party where they have to see the person they hate mm-hmm. and they don't want to see them. And every the other time. Goes, every time. I will but, say to Dork out the Real Housewives of New Jersey, the season opener started with the fight and now they're working backwards. So oh, it was really? a little, it was a very, I think it was a director's choice, but it was very. Who's engaging. the woman on this show? She's like, she's like a mafia Don. The, yeah. There's a, uh, well, Danielle just left. She was the one that had, you know. Do you get kicked like, off? No, I think she. Or do you have to storm off in a huff? I think you have to storm off in a huff. All right. Yeah, I don't they think they kicked anybody off. What was they, the reason for getting rid of her? Well, I think she didn't want to do it again because she no. wanted too much money, and they were like, "No, we're not doing well, that." So they found other people. She's stripping in New York. Oh, real? Oh, the the, the the woman who was on the show? the show. Yeah, it was at Scores in New York for a while. Had a contract with them, and then. <laughs> Wow, isn't yeah. she? Aren't oh, these Danielle people Stone. in their late thirties, early forties? Yeah, I'd say late forties. Yeah. Wow. We're being nice right now, Jackie, but it's late forties. Okay, all right. It's, uh, it's deeply depressing. Yeah, there's no love. reason anybody needs to watch this do anything. So uh, <laughs> you're one step ahead of Danielle. Trust me. <laughs> She's on another reality show where uh, it's t- in L.A. and a bunch of celebrities work at a restaurant which used to be Ketchup, which is owned by. Ashton Kutcher's company. Okay. And then whoever wins this show gets to possibly maybe participate and might be 5%, <laughs> might. might be a 5% investor in this, in this restaurant. 
Wow. If if Ashton Kutcher's company is willing to tolerate you at all, if possible, After maybe. winning the Who's show. Who's going to be on the show? Like, what? Uh, I'll tell you, great celebrities. The woman who is stripping now that she left right. Real Housewives. Danielle. Danielle uh, <laughs> Heidi Montag. Wow. Uh, two of the guys from 3-6 Mafia. The rap band. The, the rap band, 3-6 right. Mafia. And Vinny Pastore, who played Big Pussy on uh, Supremes. Okay. And I think that's... He does so many of those shows, and it bums me out because <gasps> I really liked him on The Sopranos. And the woman who was the prostitute, uh, <laughs> Ashley Dupree from um, the Spitzer, Governor Spitzer, oh. was called the prostitute. The oh, prostitute is one the of the actual celebrities. Pro- she's a celebrity. Okay. It's a friend of mine told me she stopped buying Us magazine because there weren't any famous people in it. She's like, there aren't stars anymore. It's all reality show Mm -hmm. people. And those, I don't care about those people because, uh, well, how about Locked Up Abroad? Who's seen that? Have you guys seen Locked Locked Up Abroad? Abroad? I've seen it. Yeah. (laughs) What is that? It's it's a a horrible, horrible show about being locked up abroad. (laughs) It is exactly what the title says. And it's just (laughs) tragic. And I was just in the Middle East and Alicia Cooper, who was the other comic, one of the other comics I was traveling with, uh, every time she'd come out of a bathroom at an airport in the Middle East and Africa where we were, she'd go, it's like locked up abroad in there. <laughs> and every time it made me laugh. And yeah. I've never seen the show, but I was hoping to get some more insight it's, into locked well, up abroad. Well, I think they do. It's like... A lot of those, it, it's it's not episodic. It's like standalone episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, there should be no arc. No, there's no up arc. <laughs> You're not locked up <laughs> an entire season. Yeah. But it's on so. Midnight Express. Is that the Midnight Express? Midnight Express. Midnight Express. Midnight Train. Yeah. Oh, okay. Midnight Express. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that the one I'm thinking of where he's locked up abroad and it doesn't go well? And he says at one point in the movie, "This is like that show, Locked Up Abroad." <laughs> and like, You're about forty years too early. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Literally too soon. Right. Literally too soon. <laughs> So, so never drugs after that. You just couldn't go. Oh no, no, no. I, uh, uh, I, I tried, I tried some drugs. I don't know. Um, I'm not much. Uh, it, it's not never... into smuggling drugs. Oh no, 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 no. 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 So you stop that. I didn't even bring uh, a romance novel to Saudi Arabia because I was like, <laughs> they will get me locked up abroad. I don't want any sort of a bodice no. ripper. That's yeah. what they call them over there. Oh no, really? Bodice bodice rippers? Rippers? Nobody calls them that. No. I think Barbara Cartland still does, oh. and she's 107. <laughs> so. Sure. <laughs> It was a, there was a comic book uh, writer that I follow on Twitter mm-hmm. who posted an article about how romance novels are porn. Are wait the 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 novel the article was something like how romance novels are like porn and they can be bad for you like porn. And I was like, yeah. Right. Like, if you have no sense of reality, yeah, fantasy. Yeah. You say it right. about all fantasy. Right. Right. I mean, if you watch porn and you have bad. You know, if you think that that's what real life is, instead of using yeah. porn for whatever people use porn for, which is, um, <laughs> <With dissonant, laughs> I can think purposes. of one thing. <laughs> <laughs> after that, it's kind of fuzzy. Yeah, does it get a little get a little blurry yeah. after that? Mm, I wonder what you're doing. <laughs> anyway, but uh, it was maybe I'll try and find that article because it did make me laugh. Yeah. It was a uh, the romance novels. So she's saying you shouldn't read romance novels. No, she said that don't be ridiculous. You know, there are two percent of the world's population is full of crazy people who take every too seriously and that doesn't mean that a two billion dollar industry should be shut down no yeah but they do there are always like eighteen thousand new releases of romance i don't know how quickly they turn those out i feel like every time i go to borders or or wherever anywhere it's wherever there are millions of new ones all the time i buy about two a year quite honestly i'll read a romance novel i'm not above it and i'm willing to say it because this uh is a safe space space. uh, (laughs) so do you see consistency in the is there a formula to the romance novel Oh my God! There's a for there's I mean there's such a formula that I can only tolerate reading two a year because they're so poorly written that they will actually turn you off. It will bring you out of the page. It's sort of like I mean if you watch porn, I bet and and you have anything to do with real film, it's got to sort of go, huh? What is happening with this shot? And just sort of pull you out of the porn. Right. Um, but it you know you you suck it up, and uh, that's a terrible analogy, a terrible way to put that. Anyway, but the <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, but you find certain authors are better than other authors. I I used to read in uh in high school. I used to read um, they were more like sort of modern Jane Austen. So they're actually pretty well written. Okay. And a woman by the name of Georgette Heyer. She's sure, British. Georgette Georgette Heyer. Sure, sure. Are you familiar with her no, work, yeah. Adam Smith? <laughs> <laughs> that really surprises me. I am my shocked. only my only um moment with a romance novel i have a friend who was in a this is actually kind of sad story but she was in a terrible accident and uh she never fully recovered from it okay and so she has a hard time reading and picking things up and you know but she really likes going out and i 
Like, a horrible story. I know, but we went to a bookstore. She's amazing, by the way. She's like the funniest person I know, but we went oh, to good. a bookstore. And I think now, in retrospect, she was doing this just to torture me. She picked up, I said, do you want to buy a book? Like, I'm getting these four books. Do you want anything? And she picked the cheesiest, most Fabio-looking cover Sweet. romance novel and said, I want this book. And I right. said, okay. She's like, well, what's it about? And I said, I don't know. Some dude with the shirt off, just buy it. <laughs> and she was like, well, read me a read me a page. And, oh, in the, and she's sweet. kind of hard of hearing. So in the like in the borders I was you screaming and she just picked a random page and it was like the most trashy <laughs> oh, like the throbbing buttress Rid- of what like it was just right. terrible just ridiculous slick yeah just all kinds of horrible at you know and it's, it's like they've gone to with some of these PTA moms who write this damn crap mm-hmm. have gone to a thesaurus and they're like I'm gonna look up the word uh uh, torpid, yeah. and then everything that <laughs> rhymes with torpid or matches. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's got to be like a, a shortcut, like on word. Like you're writing. Oh, a you know, I was writing one time and I put throbbing in there, and then a, a paperclip popped up and said, "Are you writing a romance novel?" <laughs> it did what? not. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's got to be like there's an app. There's got to be an app. There's got to be a romance it? novel app. <laughs> I can convert my text into a romance novel. Right. So, I mean, but the thing is, is I'll read almost anything, quite honestly. Like, I'm reading uh, this book, book of essays, this Chuck Klosterman oh, book yeah. of essays that are... And I it took me a week to read this uh, essay about uh, professional football. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was fascinating and informative. I don't care about football, but I kind of... I love his writing. And so I was like, I'm in. I'm in. So I'm going to learn things about football. And then uh, the one right after that is about ABBA. 30 minutes. Right. Just scarfed it down like crazy because I can read some crap real quick. Right. Right quick. I am. The American Psycho book uh, was like that for me. There was a there was a chapter on Genesis. Oh. It took me about four weeks to read that one chapter because, frankly, I don't care about Genesis. Right, but right. But you wanted, you were like, maybe I it'll really, matter. I really wanted to get the murders out of the way. Like, I wanted to get to those good, juicy parts of American Psycho. You, the, sadly. The band Genesis or the book? The band Gen- Genesis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. The band? They, well, it's, I mean, you know, American Psycho isn't the movie. Yeah. Bale? Yeah. Right. It's the book of that, and he writes it in. Patrick's mind, okay. so he gets really hung up on rants about eighties yeah. bands and oh, it? pop culture and oh, business okay. cards. There's a good nine pages of business cards in there, and it's just really, really hard to read because I don't care about business cards. <laughs> what, what is your? Do you, are you a fan of Genesis the band? Uh, I am not. Uh, um, I, I don't. I don't dislike them, but I. I just bought uh, Bruce Springsteen's. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Nebraska. Have you familiar with this album? Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, it turns out uh, I that's a whole bunch of music that's going to be available for me to discover in my twilight years. Not his new album, by the way. No, Nebraska. no, I bought no. Nebraska. <laughs> I was like, people keep saying this is an amazing album. You know, I've heard that Bruce Springsteen is pretty good. I hear He's that that he may stick around. It's very yeah, funny because one of my nephews made me this mixtape probably ten years ago, a tape tape because I had a tape deck in my car till it got stolen by a very disappointed criminal. Uh, anyway, but an uh, old timey criminal. <laughs> Old timey, and um, but the he gave me this mixtape and it had uh, Tom Waits on it, and I was like, "Hey, that guy's good." I've heard a bunch about him, and he was like, "Hey, Jackie, I really, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I don't have time to walk you through." Yeah, but Tom you would love Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Tom Waits. I like Leonard Cohen. I yeah. mean, it's like weird the weird things that I like in the genre, but I don't know anything about the rest of the genre. Eh, you know, you're specific. It's Just, okay. It's you're a mixtape person. Whatever's on a mixtape. Right, it's on an A track or an album. Right, so. if somebody makes a mix CD for me or hands me some sort of stick with a lot of like a USB <laughs> stick with a lot of music on it, old music, on I'll it. give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I like I like all all different kinds of music. But do you, oh, you, I'm making you a mixtape. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Oh my god, everyone should make me. All right, I take it back. Not everyone should, because <laughs> if I start getting a lot of mix CDs in the mails, it's going to be creepy. No, of, de- no, everyone should. We got to get the creepy. Yeah, ones. everybody <laughs> should send Jackie Cation. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to listen. Right now we're, we're leaving after this okay <laughs> if you send me a mix cd four songs that's it i promise to listen to it more than four songs or you can give me a giant uh, uh data disc if you like but i will only listen to the first four songs her idea. mouth is saying four but her eyes are saying 18 <laughs> so get it together eight eight means 16 <laughs> yeah no, but you you're see, right. see that pick- stack of books over there people have been sending me books recently and i'm like i can't i'm good uh i got a lot of i got a lot of crap to reread over your here. own stuff i got 
get my stuff own. I'm interested in. Right, right. But um, some of them, it's the Game of Thrones. I've tried. You it's not like happening. It? It's not happening. No? I, I don't know if you know this, but winter is coming. And, uh, <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> that the whole? That's, that's the tagline, That's the tagline. Right? I, I feel like I'm a really bad dork because there's certain things I won't get into. and can't right. get into, like Star Trek. Never mm-hmm. will watch it. No. Right. I watch the movies. Most How about Babylon 5? Never watch it. Okay. I get it. I understand that people Because sometimes like it. there's a Star Trek Babylon 5 no, fight no, no, that no, will that happen among the genre. people. Like, I'm a sci-fi, yeah, sci-fi. guy, but I can't Battlestar watch... Galactica, Doctor Who, any of I that? I watch Doctor Who. Doctor, Doctor Who. But I won't but... watch it now. I watched it as a kid. I loved oh, it. Oh, new Doctor Who's supposed to be even better. I know, everyone loves it. I know. It. I'm, I'm back I can't up. get past the guy with the scarf. I'm, oh, Tom Baker. That's it. Tom, Tom Baker. Baker. He was the one I watched when I was a kid. Yeah. To me, that's it, and that was done. But there's certain things that... I just feel like I'm a bad dork. Like, I feel like the dork of the dorks when they sit around and they go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Star Trek. And like, uh, I, I don't, can't I get don't into watch it. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, but safe space. Because <laughs> you know about it. I don't watch Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, because, but the thing is, is if you think about it, it's, um, y- you'll watch almost anything, like, I watched movie-wise. Total, I watched oh, yeah. last night. I had some free time. I was like, flipping. There was nothing on TV. And right. I went through just movies, on-demand movies. Oh, that's the best. But there's some, the like, good movies. Yeah. And some okay movies, and then there was uh, the other guys with Will Ferrell. Oh. Everyone says great, and then White Chicks. And I was like, White <laughs> chicks. Gotta, gotta do White Chicks. And I couldn't get through all the White Chicks, but for, because no. you just get it's Marlon Wayans mm-hmm. and his brother are dressed like white girls, yeah. and they're like Paris Hiltony, right? They're like that's the whole idea rich. is that they're like this Paris, yeah. but. Not only they're, they're not just any white girls, they're two specific white girls. So they go into the Hamptons and no one not only realizes that they look terrible, <laughs> but that they're not these girls. They recognize them mm-hmm. as these two real people. Oh, they're supposed to portray in the movie. They're, they're like, the movie, you, they you see them. them and then you see Sean and Marlon Wayans as these women and, and they look nothing alike and yet everybody's duped. But they look like <laughs> black guys with masks on. With like wow. theater masks, you know, okay, they're, it's great. Like they're each wearing that the tragedy and comedy mask, right? And the fact that nobody and all these people in the FBI are there doing undercover work, no one recognizes that these people <laughs> are guys with masks. On. Spoiler alert! I watched that movie at my grandmother's house, and <laughs> she, she did not it? halfway through the movie. I told, I had said like, oh, they're really funny for guys as girls, and she had no idea that they were two men. That's I, she could have been the wow. FBI agent. Oh, she should work with the FBI. Yeah, oh, wow. right, and somebody. Uh, I feel bad because Some Like It Hot is a great movie. We've Some Like It Hot is a great movie. Because I was like, well, maybe all the ideas of cross dressing is better. But that's a great movie, and you never care that they don't look anything. Tootsie, like women, that's right? a great movie. That's a great yeah. movie. There are several good cross dressing movies, just not white chicks. Oh, white chicks. Fantastic. I'd like to tell you about my idea for a cross dressing movie. Uh, no, well, it's it's I've, I've told it before. <laughs> What the heck? If you've just tuned into the Dork Forest, you'll love to hear about my, it was my, it was a joke idea when I first moved to LA. It was a, I was like, someone said, you should have a sitcom to pitch. And so I made up a sitcom idea, which was Chico and the Man meets Bosom Buddies. It's about two Latino ladies who have to dress up like guys so they can live at the Y. And it's called Meester Seaster. And I got a meeting with a woman from NBC who thought it was real. And halfway in the middle of lunch, I go, you know, that's a joke. Ooh, lunch over. Lunch over. Oh, oh no. Yikes. You should have kept like going. A, yeah. I know. I, the joke would have been. you work in the movies. Like, doesn't soon. that sound like? That's it, all they do is pitch. It's this meets this. So already I'm I, the development part of me is like, yep, let's do it. Let's crack. And, let's and, cast there, and there aren't pitches. enough. And the thing is, is so afterwards <laughs> I was like, well, I could, I could. All right, I can make that real. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm calling her. She's done. Yeah. She's done because oh, I've no. made her into a fool yeah. at this point. But I didn't mean to. Because the who... true joke would have been going into production, doing eight seasons, <laughs> oh, she's already... and then being like, she's called eight writer. seasons. Yeah. Well, some, uh, some of the shows coming land. out now, you're yeah. like, you're buying land with it. <laughs> is that they seem like jokes, like last minute ideas, like, oh, mm-hmm. what? You go and you pitch your passion project, and they keep saying no, and then you're finally like, I don't know. Bosom Buddies meets Bosom Buddies. Mm-hmm. And this fall, there's a cross-dressing TV show coming out. Oh, really? Called Work It. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. guy, because it's a woman's world now. And you know how women do better in business than I men. I have sensed that. Yeah. Oh, was I have that sense- Chicks with Dicks? Is that what they renamed it or no? No, it's called Working It. Chicks and Dicks is something else. That yeah, that's not really going on ABC at 8 o'clock, Chicks and Dicks. I, yeah. have, I, yeah. have, I have to say, I have sensed that my life is really gravy now. Now that it's a women's world. Oh, yeah. You guys People, are, oh, yeah? People are just handing me 20s under the uh, table. Yeah, I, get it all, I got hard to promotions on my way over here. Oh, I got to say, as a white man, it's really rough. <laughs> it is saddest. I can walk through 7-Eleven and dawdle and look around and stuff and make choices. 
But then you see, you know, if a black guy walks in, doesn't mm-hmm. know which beer he wants, or get out of here. Right. You, you have to right. be decisive if you're a minority. You, you know, mm-hmm. it's very... In it's, a convenience store. It's yeah. super important to realize that... that it's, I love that you said that, Adam, because that's my biggest problem with some guys who are like, well, it's not that great being a white guy. I was like, no, no, it's not that great being alive. What's yeah. happening <laughs> is, is you get the the advantages, the disadvantages that you don't have. Like, nobody's following you around the 7-Eleven. Oh, right. I can yeah. screw around. You can and, do whatever like, you want at 7-Eleven. You can browse. Yeah. You are not allowed to browse as a black man. It is not I, happening. as a woman, have to get a little nervous when I go to the 7-Eleven, depending on what time it is, because I live in not such a good area. And, so when and I go in... might be different yeah. folk? They don't look at me differently, but I start to get a little Oh, you nervous. start to judge others? Do you watch go, the... You know, at 7-Eleven, they have that... defensively. Yeah. <laughs> they have that hype thing by the door when you walk in. No. Oh, yeah. You see that? What? 7-Eleven? 7-Eleven, yeah. there's, a, there's a chart like you would have as a kid, like... For heights, because someone robs the place as they run out. Oh, you can see <laughs> how tall, tall they are, so you can describe them better. That is kind of fantastic. I'm going to look into these seven eleven. And every seven eleven is right there. Every single one. But Jackie, I got to admit wow. something to you. I don't know if I told you this, but I came to you with a sitcom idea when I first moved to LA. No, <laughs> I just moved here and I went to Largo, which oh right, uh, it was a club on uh, Fairfax and had comedy night. You were performing there, at yeah, the comedy show, and he did this bit. God, I wish it was you, because it would not be fucked up if it wasn't. Oh, about no being a nanny. Uh, yeah, I did some child care, yeah. You did, and you did a whole thing about being a nanny, and mm-hmm. how the kid knew you better than he knew his mother. Maybe. Because the thing about Largo is, is and, and to this very day, when you go up and do stand-up at Largo, it's all premise. Hello and welcome to the premise that I'm working on. Right, and there's no yeah. jokes. Well, and there there might be a punchline at the end. You're psyched if there is. Yeah. But not, you're not responsible You're praying for it. that it's the most charming, lovely premise in the world, <laughs> and it might have a couple of laughs in it, because <laughs> you're plugging along. So you go into this premise. Yep. I was like, oh, this is a great idea for a sitcom, where the kid is closer to Nanny, and Nanny would be you, basically right. you're talking about you know, dork and all interested yeah, yeah. the same thing he would be interested in. So I came up to you after the show. Uh oh. Yeah. And at the time I was not I was working on a a show that had nothing to do with comedy. I was in the business but nothing yeah. that could help you. And then but my cousin was a, a writer for sitcoms. Okay. And I was like, Oh, I should talk to him about this. So I came up to you and I was like, Listen, um my cousin works for sitcoms. I think it's a great idea and you're like, Yeah. Turn around. Oh, really? Like, this I just thought I was hitting on her. Oh. And I, got, I was like, oh. Oh, my God. I, I would have honest. loved if you were hitting on me. I had, <laughs> no, like, I had no social go. skills <laughs> at all when I first moved like, here. Oh, maybe that's not the way they do it here in Hollywood. So. Um, yeah, I had a... Uh, this is a... We won't be using any names, but uh, um, I had a guy. (laughs) I had a guy come up to me. I went and did an open mic last week, and then uh, I got I did a book show the night next night, and the same guy showed up twice. And he had an idea that a web series that he wanted me to act in, and he told me the longest freaking story in the world, and then emailed me the longest email in the world. But when we were sitting. Uh, so he, he tells me that he wants to contact me. So that I was like, well, I am on the internet. You can do it. Go for it. And, um, and cause you know, I, I need something yes. to do. I might like it. And so he shows up at the next, the show that I do. And, um, we're sitting in the stairwell. He's like, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, fine. We go sit in the stairwell. He says, I have this web series. And I also, I have some jokes that you might, uh, I don't know if you buy jokes. Oh, no. And, uh, but I acquired them. And I said, acquired you shouldn't use the word acquired it sounds like you stole them and he goes i did and i i said no no that's not okay you know that's not okay and he's like why not they're not really using them they weren't i mean it isn't anybody you know and i was like that isn't okay you can and i'm trying to be very and i said and you're a perfectly smart man why would you need to steal any you just look around your own brain box and pull out some jokes and he was like and he, he just sort of went, oh, okay. And then he starts talking about the web series. And at the end of it, uh, he said, you know, um, and so this is the web series idea. So the next, th- that night I get an email from him saying, you know, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, uh, uh, follow your wishes regarding the stolen material oh. and wishes not, wishes, yeah. Wishes. Talk talk. Sounds, yeah, it's yeah, was, get out. Follow, yeah, get out. follow your wishes and, and I'll never have you do anything that is involved with, um, that is an original content. And I'll, I said, did he say I'll never have you do anything? It was like that. Yes. I, I'm yeah, paraphrasing. That's creepy <laughs> right. It was, it was the dumbest 
thing, because I emailed him back, I said, they aren't my wishes. They're an honorable industry standard that you don't steal jokes from people. That's well, like the one it. standard, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know anything standard. about stand-up. I've That's never done it, but even I know steal. you don't steal jokes. He brought you flowers by cutting it off in someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> One took their roses and handed it to you. I was, I was like, please don't contact me again. Oy. And he, he, he emailed me one more time and he was like, I'm, you know, know that I'm really new at this. And I'm like, yeah, but you're like 30. I mean, you well, must not, know wait, that new plagiarism. New at comedy new or new at being creepy? No, no, I think he's like yeah. golden, golden. He's a lifer, yeah. Lifer. He's a headliner. He's, he's, like, <laughs> he's working all over the place. No condos. Anyway, but uh, yeah, it was. But yeah, I what think was that, the web series idea? I don't know. It was too long. It was I couldn't read it. Get he stole it. He stole it. Web series buddies. is when you say Bosom Buddies meets. <laughs> like that's as right, right. quick as a web series <laughs> should be. Right, right. Everything should be that short, kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Just because I, if, especially if we're, we're going to be sitting in a stairwell. Um, oh, it's very cool. So, but I, the nanny show, let's do it. Let's do now it. let's do it. <laughs> See if Lopez wants to do it. Yeah, and, <laughs> it. But it, that is funny. You get like, and maybe you get, do you get this? Joe, you read a lot of scripts. People who are just like, there's a way to be persistent. I think you should be persistent, but there's also just a way to be creepy. Like, you've gone too far. Like, there's been, I book comedians on, on, uh, for Lopez, and some people are are really persistent, and it's great because Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm out of it sometimes. Well, and you need some persistency. I mean, you forget about the, you you get bombarded with so many things, you know? You get so much going on. It's so disappointing. I mean, it it could, but there's a fine line between persistent and like, please don't ever call me again. Right, right. Right, You have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, you know, and, and you just have to kind of look casual while you're trying very hard to make you give a shit. Mm -hmm. And fair enough. I'm trying to remember. Oh, there's this guy. All right. This is an example. The guy, um, geez, I can't, I think he calls himself Mr. Vegas. Okay. But he does a, a Elvis impersonator yeah. act. And one of the things I learned from, uh, Daniel Callison years ago, mm-hmm. he just said, no cross-dressers and no Elvis impersonators. And I was like, oh, that's a good way to, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. But uh, it's just like, you've seen it before. You've yeah, seen it. Right. It's Elvis impersonator. And, uh, if it's not Ty Elvis and what, who cares? Right. So the guy's like, I'm an Elvis impersonator. And I said, Hey, that's great. Um, but we don't, I don't do Elvis impersonators. It's just something I just don't do personally. Yeah. He goes, well, I don't have to do it as Elvis. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> just in person, just blank in person. I don't, I don't know where to go with that. Tom you're Jones? Elvis, what you're are you worse now than Elvis impersonator. See, but that's what makes me bad at my job is I get pitches. Like people call randomly. They just, I think they just keep dialing numbers until they hit someone and imagine. And, uh, they'll just start pitching immediately. And there's, you can't, but I encourage that because I want to see how far they're willing to go. <laughs> Oh, really? this guy because you pitch. love reality shows. I love reality right. shows. I like the train wreck. I'm a fan of the train wreck. And I, we actually just had someone call and he pitched me Terminator 4. And I was like, oh, did you work on any of the other Terminators? He's like, no, but you can get the rights. And I was like, well, we can't because we work for a completely different studio and we're a completely different company. And he, and I was like, it's okay. We'll figure it out. What's your idea? And he just went on and on and on. And it was not it's not going to get made. We're not doing that one. In the beginning days of Kimmel, this guy pitched me uh, an idea, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't think we would do it. And then he calls me back and said, we used to, they used to have a co-host on Jimmy Kimmel, and he said, I can co-host the whole week. Again, he's like a, literally a plumber or something. Not. I was like, yeah, I just don't see why we would have you on. Like, I don't know what the angle is. He goes, here's the angle. Jimmy says blah, blah, blah. Then I say blah, blah, blah. And then I start singing and dancing, living in America. And then... uh Rick, um what happens? He sings and dances in he the middle of this? He sings and dances. Then we get uh, Rick, uh, who? Ricky Gervais? No, what? the singer uh, James Brown. Oh, James. Then oh. James Brown comes. James Brown? What? And, he, and I dance with James Brown. I was like, oh, he was a karate instructor. He had these karate <laughs> things. I was like. Done. So get here tomorrow. What to do with that? tomorrow. So you're saying book you, then get James Brown. Right. And then. Oh, That's okay. the logical projection. <laughs> yeah. no, nobody had thought about booking James Brown on anything before that guy. So I forget about how like entrenched you guys are in the world of hearing crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, because I don't usually hear it, which is why this guy shocked me so badly because yeah. I'm, I never, I don't go to open But you must get it often. enough. I mean, you After have. After shows, people have Dork jokes. Forest, like people. Sure. sure. But email you all sorts of things, I bet. Right. Right, but most of the Dork Forest fans, quite honestly, are okay. awesome. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I would probably hang out with you. Why do you live in Seattle or right. Poughkeepsie or wherever the hell you live? I don't really live? have good ideas. It is when you get a random, just a person who pitches you a good idea and you're like, 
That's so good. I don't know how to use that. Yeah, right. I have no right, idea right. what to do with that. I'm so used to saying. I wish you oh, didn't no. say that to me because I can't use it, and now it's right. in my head, and I don't want to steal it. Right, yeah. I don't want to steal it. You, you, you gotta. Why don't you go copyright that before I <laughs> yeah. lose my Quick, mind? Yeah. I mean, there are some yeah. good people out there, or even just if there's not the right idea, you can say, "Hey, you can do this." Yeah, and they can go in that direction. Yeah. But- yeah, yeah, because yeah. you want to, you know, because I do want to encourage people, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not. My job is not to slam the 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 budding artiste. Right. Is uh, right, <laughs> or you end up with the room or with Birdemic. Uh, yeah, the guy made Birdemic. Mm-hmm. Birdemic. It's great, oh, yeah. like uh, a pandemic, but a bird. It's it, birds. Th- that's pretty much the that's it. This guy makes it's the it, birds meets. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's a computer tech guy from San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he makes these ripoff movies of. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. So this is oh. the birds. He's done Vertigo, and uh, his own version of Vertigo, right, whatever right. that is. And it's all shot on VHS. And he got Tippi Hedren to do this Vertigo movie. He paid her a bunch of money, but since it's non-union, he just keeps reusing the footage he has of her. Right. And in Birdemic, where she was in the birds, yeah, it says her name in it. But she's just in the background on TV from footage from his movie. Awesome. But awesome. it is so bad. That if you had said no to it and you watched it, you would be kicking yourself. <laughs> yeah. The experience, apparently, shooting this movie was horrible, but uh, the acting is terrible. The, the graphics he did himself with a PC about wow. eight years ago. So all your right. audience so would understand. So it had all kinds of problems eight years ago yeah, on a PC. Uh, it's I'd highly, that more than anything, in the room, of course, but that is just fantastic. And so if you turn down that guy because he sounds crazy, mm-hmm. you've missed out. On one of the greatest yeah. things ever. But the greatest thing, I mean, the really neat thing about all this stuff now is that they will, he will take his camera, his $400 camera and make his thing now. And now, I mean, there's so much crap that gets made, but every yeah. now and then a birdemic gets made and you're like, Oh, that is this sweet. Is why, right. This is no, why it's all good. Yeah. Not something automatic, like, there's a thousand bad films shot with a bad video camera. Mm-hmm. Like one is genius. No, one is so bad that it's genius. Right, right, That's right, a, right. There's a movie I, now yeah. at the Lemley, and the reviewer said, "I can't review this film because it's so amateurish." Right. It felt like a student film that I I can't waste your time and give a real opinion on this movie. Okay. But, but that'll fair. make you want to go see, see it. Oh, I really looked at the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? What movie? It's called I think The Taking of Zachary. Okay. It's and then you watch it. It's got a nice name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this hot woman kidnaps a, a preteen boy and dresses, puts on different outfits. Perfect. And then like Silence of the Lambs, but with but a with boy. With a hot chick, yeah, yeah. and a boy. Oh. See, Silence of the Lambs. That was what I was watching when I was nine years old. Yeah. No. I, I looked really, at your yeah. list, the dork list you sent, and it's a lot of Law and Order SVU. Oh, is I love my SVU. least oh. favorite. I of cannot all the Law get enough of it. Watch it. Why? Because well, for me as. It's not that it's good, and it's not that I watch it and think, well, or Emmy, perfect, yes. But I, it's so bad and so twisted that I just think, who writes these? Like, how many different ways can you rape and murder a 14-year-old kid? Right. Apparently enough for eight seasons, which is amazing to me. Which is horrifying to me, because all I feel like at some point, I mean, they're giving ideas, you know, like, and... I and know, yeah. They're giving like, ideas to people, it? and they're making people scared all the time when they're yep. walking around and they're making parents scared and you're just like yeah, it's only two percent of society that is that nutbaggy yeah and i'm not saying don't live defensively but don't live like svu is real yeah it can't be yeah i have i i don't live like that i don't no. live in a no, world no. where everybody's gonna rape and murder me i just like having exit plans just in case <laughs> <laughs> i watched enough it's you good to know songs. yeah it's good uh, to know all right um, you notice the always... hype chart yeah <laughs> yes, <laughs> i'm the one who notices the hype chart just in case i look in the just way up, in case. see if i grew mm-hmm. see if i need a haircut but chris maloney is leaving svu now so now i don't know if i'll be able to continue watching it he's the lead detective yeah oh, i feel like i'm the only no no but all those shows it's the same plot it's always Always, every girl single time. Happened to be wearing a short skirt the day she was murdered, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's a straight Asking A student. For it. <laughs> she's they straight always a think student. she was a prostitute when they find her body, every or she is a prostitute. I was going to say it's always like some kind of prostitute ring, even though she's a straight A student. Mm-hmm. And her Asian father says, "I cannot believe this. Yeah. We came over to this country, you know, to do well, and I don't <sighs> think this would ever happen." And, but and the best then, is just how how dark they portray everything. Like I, right. have a couple, you know, like you know. People come from like people come from divorced families, but right. if you're a Law and Order SVU divorce, you know you're, you're stealing your son and dressing him up and kidnapping him and sending him to right. Russia. It's, you have diddled that child. Oh, someone has someone has touched that child ama- in a bad I just way. Can't, yeah, so, I can't there's not an official term uh, SVU divorce. 
divorce. I'm sorry. I, I don't just, do SUV yeah. divorces. I, I just do divorce. CI. Spin off. It's perfect. <laughs> and now they have Law and Order LA, and I just can't stop watching it. Oh, I just it's watched amazing. that last night after White Chicks. See, to me, that's the bad movie equivalent of television. Oh, it is it's so, so bad oh. that it's fun to watch. I had to put like, a clip of that show on uh, my website, proudlyresents.com. Mm-hmm. But it, you can, on Hulu, you <laughs> can edit it. You can't, but I couldn't edit it just right. But it was the episode where it was a. Riff from the headlines, oh, in, like in They're Arizona, when they, the woman was, when they, someone shot into the crowd and killed. Oh yeah, the senator. That she was killed, and yeah. oh, she wasn't killed, but all these people were killed. Yeah. So they kind of stole that plot, and before the shooting happens, a guy yells, "Where's my daughter? Where the hell is my daughter?" So that happens when the thing, and then okay. they, some people are shooting with the camera, so they're watching footage mm-hmm. back at the station. And the guy goes, "Where's my daughter? I need my daughter." Pop, 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 and then the captain says. I think he was looking for his daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so great. And it's all, they always say rip from the headlines, but then if you watch more than five minutes of the episode, you realize it's taken this completely weirdo turn. Oh, Did you right. see the end of that? It makes no <laughs> he sense. Was, he was not looking for his daughter. He, he was schizophrenic and thought his daughter was a online video game character who was stolen. What? Yeah. Which is no, so holy, much better. Well, there's so another episode uh, where I don't, it, it was a whole convoluted plot, but by the end it turns out that the killer... Was trying to set up her her real sister. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh, I remember so that one. <laughs> the mother was in the middle of this. Right. Didn't know that the, the girl Nobody sitting next to her yeah. was the girl she gave up for adoption when she was nine years old. Yeah. Oh, she and was then nine. 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 Not she a baby. The most amazing nine. scene where she's like, "Why didn't you pick me?" And it's just this <gasps> so over the. So the, no one noticed that like you're my sister. Uh, None of that came up. No. No. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Not to the very the show's end. Too bad and convoluted. So I do watch a lot of NCIS when I'm on the road, which oh, is which is craptastic. Yeah. Uh, I had to just, stop watching because again it was the same thing, but it's such a good it's show. It's exactly the same thing. See, and, I see, NCIS is almost too good for me to watch. It's like it's <laughs> oh, not right. fun. It does mix it up a little bit. It, it does. does mix it up, but it is very, like Bones, like Castle, yeah. like uh, like a lot watch. of the USA shows. Right, right, a lot of the USA Royal mm-hmm. Pains. Who's uh, <laughs> busy watching some white collar? Little burn notice. Uh, <laughs> do you watch those shows, the USA shows? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I, I I've, I've only seen White Collar a couple of times and Psych a couple of times, but I've seen them all at least a couple of times because at three o'clock in the afternoon when I'm in some weird town, that's great. Yeah, that's USA is re-showing that that business. Well, you, oh yeah, my good. favorite thing about USA is they have the all-day marathons oh, yeah, of my yeah. favorite shows. Back to back to back House, to back to back to back Law and Order, back. just 15 hours of, of House. Yeah. And I watched I'm on board. 15 hours of uh, NCIS. I was like, this is a great show. I was just burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I liked it, but I don't know if I could ever see it again. I think but, that's how yeah. I got addicted to Burn Notice was it was there was a, a marathon, marathon and I ended up watching like seven episodes. That's seven hours of television. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Bravo does. That's how I got hooked on all those shows. Oh, because right. Like they start, yeah. And- It'll be an all-day affair leading up to whatever new episode. The new is. episode. That's right. So, They'll start at like three or so something. So I have sadly seen a lot of the episodes multiple times because if I start watching TV at seven o'clock mm-hmm. and the show's not on until ten, mm-hmm. I'm watching the last two episodes again. It's happening. <laughs> I like Top Chef though. Top Chef's actually a really good show. Top I Chef. Show. I don't understand why they don't. That should be the model for all reality shows, like all of those contest reality shows. What, is, what is the what is it about? Well, that you um, like? What I like about it is that it's a real talent show yeah. it's a real like they're like here's a blowtorch and a banana and please make something amazing yeah and or or they're like you have to serve these 100 people in four hours and um four snow peas right and well and you gotta find like and and it really does challenge them but they don't actually no chopped is the one that gives them weird uh, food. Like chopped. chopped is the one that gives them weird food right at top chef they can make whatever they want right and that's kind of that's the neat thing about they, it. the quick fires are always my favorite part of those shows because it's like this quick little challenge and you see everybody create these amazing dishes in 15 minutes yeah and i've just had mac and cheese for the 14th time <laughs> but they had one that was like a convenience store yeah. challenge Oh. Where they just walked in and they were given five dollars and they had to make gourmet food with like Twinkies and Cheetos and it was Oh right, right. I do remember that one. That That was was a great one. It's and and if they did that with stand up, they could I mean the thing about Last Comic Standing that really irritated me was that you're like and they almost did it right one season. The season one of the seasons I didn't make it. Uh (laughs) I always made the semis. And uh NBC, not a Jackie Cajun direction. But that's fine. But the uh Almost uh, 
Almost. They get there and they're like, yeah, yeah. Eh. The semifinals, the semifinals. And then. It was like that meeting you had. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to hear about this. Uh, was it Mr. Sister? Mr. Sister. And then you, you get there, the you get the meeting and then like, oh, that's a like, joke. That's a, right. That's a joke. Or, oh, not crazy enough. Oh, we're sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, well, and that, and that same thing. Why hasn't Eddie Pepitone ever made it on there? Because he would be perfect. Yeah. He would because be great. he would he would misfire in all directions at once. It would be fantastic. I met the That's producer I and I said, uh, he and I told him the story about Eddie Pepitone. I was like, you have to put him on the show. He was staying at my apartment when he was shooting old school, <laughs> and he uh, look him up so you can know where my embarrassment comes in. So he we, we were going out to. He's a, been on the show, Eddie Pepitone, friend of the show. We were going to meet at a club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a Mr. T's Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's a sure. bowling alley that has bands. You're right. So I get there and I meet him there with another friend, and I'm there with a, on a date with a girl, and I'm looking at him and it looks something about him looks off, but I'm like I don't know. And then we're talking and he's laughing, and then I realize because I look at his shirt, his baseball shirt, and I'm like, you know, it's so funny. I found a shirt like that in a thrift store you know, <laughs> in in the, in Indiana, and I thought no one else would find that shirt. That's so weird that he was also able to find that shirt. That is weird. And then the no, pants. <laughs> and then I was like, what the fuck? And the socks. I'd taken two tan socks that didn't match in design, but they're both tan. I just threw them on top of my drawer. Mm-hmm. He was wearing those socks, wearing my shorts, wearing my shirt. He just he wore all my clothing. clothes out. I like the fact that you had the genuine moment of like, oh, he found the exact same <laughs> <Yeah>. shirt. <laughs> when I saw the socks, I was like, oh, those are the same colors, but they don't match. That's kind of like the two socks. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Or another yeah, time. Eddie Pepitone needs to be on television I, I, all the time. Yeah, quite honestly. I would watch the Eddie Pepitone channel. Right. The, yeah, an Eddie life. Pepitone channel. Oh, oh. Rimini, that would be awesome. In Just between like NBC ads for that. like Snickers bars. Yeah. That'd be fine. <laughs> Snickers would do so well. Because <laughs> uh, people who like Eddie Pepitone like Snickers bars. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's all the mm-hmm. same. It's uh, same demographic. It's but I I think um but but like they did the one season on Last Comic Standing they did do where they had to do a prop comedy. They went they sent him all to Bed Bath and Beyond and gave him an hour to come up with crap to do a prop comedy for and then Carrot Top judged it. Yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. And the people that did well did well. They were I was like, "Oh, that's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Right. And that was entertaining and I didn't mind that. And so why don't you do like, well, you have to write political material. Here's Will Durst and, yeah. uh, and here's Kate Clinton. Make some, make some political comedy. Oh, the problem with all those shows is, is that they get so general. Like if you can do prop comedy, maybe you can't do something else or political. It's but not all think best of all the, around comedy. Think of the train wreck yeah. that that would produce. I mean, and and, from real like, skill, like you're a real comic, you have to make things funny. Or, yeah, I mean, if that's your job, like you should be able to at least for five seconds be good at something. You right, know? right. And, and if you're just, you know, and if you're an alt comic who's like, I'm talking about Larry. Larry, you don't know. Well, then that's your fault. You don't know Larry. And <laughs> wow, that's the best way to describe old comedy. It's well, it's not mine. That's uh, that's actually how Patton actually did. He followed this guy at Largo, the old Largo, uh, and um, and there was a, a Canadian comic. God, I forgot his name, but he was great. And he just did ten minutes, and he, you know, everybody did ten minutes, and he just did his act, and it was genuinely funny. And the Largo audience stared at him like he was a dick, okay. and uh, and so he had a hard set, and he got off stage, and he was like, "What the hell?" And and uh, and the, the MC went back up and he said, you know, I love watching just road comics try to do these alt rooms. Ugh. And it was such a jackassy so thing to gross. say. And then he introduced Patton and Patton said, yeah, that is funny when, when a guy's written written his act out like that and, and then it doesn't work in front of a bunch of people who give a shit. Uh, you know, my favorite thing to do is to watch an alt comic do like a regular room and just yell about how they don't know Larry. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, uh, Patton Oswalt always makes me happy. It's true. If yeah. You are just an alt comic, and I feel like because you're not either way. Well, you know because you go on the road. You can't yeah. go on the. You can't leave Largo. Yeah, you can't do Largo sets. You could. In the I mean, the thing is, is, is if it's it's like you know, I believe that those people could be taught. I mean, I don't. I, I think like I've had um, comics come up to me who do really well in those rooms. Are the you know darlings, and they and they have a lot of premises going for them, and it's all working out. And they're like, I want to do the road, and I'm like, Yes, uh, you know, I think you'd do really good on the road. It would hurt uh, for like <laughs> six months, but then it would be great. And um, there's there's all kinds of horrible one nighters that that I can. I'm very good at helping people get horrible one nighters. Uh, I get better at them. Yeah. Well, you. 
you, yeah, by the thing is, is if you did a six week run and you did a bunch of what I genuinely refer to as just shitty one nighters and what you do is you drive, you make $120 or I mean, don't, you don't end up making any money. Um, but you drive around and you get to do 30 minute sets because you're featuring usually. You're not usually doing a headline set. Um, even if you're on Chelsea Handler all the time and that's, you know, and they're like, we're coming to see you. And you're like, I only have 30 minutes really. And I think that that's shrewd. And so you go into a sports bar and you fight your way through that 30 minutes trying to keep the attention of the career drunks sitting at the bar and fight the fact that there's some people playing trivia and there's, uh, you know, I think the first step for that. Is you have to care enough to want to make them laugh. Yes. You can't get on stage and go, well, fuck you guys. We're just drinking. Yeah. You guys are playing trivia. Yeah. I'll play to the four. Oh, there's no one else here. Right. There's no one else here. You got to, you know, there used to be a, a laundromat gig in town. And if you could make any of those Oh, on people, By the Birds? Yeah. That place? Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, is it in Silver Lake over on, on Sunset? It's on... Uh, or Holly... It's on Hollywood. It's on Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's Lucy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it um it was very nice. It was a very a very nice laundromat. <laughs> but if you could make any of those people who to whom English is a second language, yeah, there's not many English speakers over there. Right, and to pay attention enough to listen to the joke and then laugh at it, that was a gold. You just wrote a good good joke, and I would go do that 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 room a bunch of times because it was really. I mean, and you can understand if you weren't doing well, it's because it's a it's a bad situation. Yeah, you, were doing you well, you didn't did take it. Right. Yeah, you did, yeah. you also didn't it's have to you. take it too personally <laughs> if it didn't go very well. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to try this again later. <laughs> right, I'm never going to use this joke again. Right. It's. Uh, I don't know. Could they bring uh, Last Comic Standing back? Do you think? Uh, I think I think they always way. will. I think they they you know those those kind of things. Yeah. You know, there was a couple of years they took off and then they'll come back again. And but I think you know it's it's the same producers every time, and so they don't have that same vision. the The reason I think the first season was so fun. Did you guys watch the first mm-hmm. season? Yes. It was the funnest season, right? Yeah. It, because it was they didn't know what they were doing, which is always true with reality shows. I think yeah. like the Amazing Race Nobody that first knew. season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it was the best season, and. They don't know what they're doing, and so they just let it be. And who doesn't want to watch eight, ten people who may or may not get along stand-up comedy-wise have dinner? You know, Ralphie May and Dat Fan and Dave Mordahl and Rich Voss and uh, Corey Kahaney and, you know, a bunch of people. Yeah. People just hate each other. Just, just snipe at each other and just mock each other and then and encourage them, quite honestly, to be mean to each other and, yeah. or mock. Yeah, I, think they tried yeah, I used to work year, at right? reality and I used to work in reality television and that's What'd how they. I was a PA and then a, like, For who? field what, producer. You know what oh, I can say it's not on the air anymore. It was starting over. It was my first job out of college, starting over. No, wow. it was real. Yeah. It was reality. It's a daytime. Daily, oh. daily daytime show. We called it Five Whiny Bitches. Everybody who worked there, because <laughs> it was five older women who wanted sure. to start over. So they uh, all moved into a house and hated each other, and it was really painful. But you would see the story producers just egging everyone on to yeah. hate everybody else in the house because that produces better television. Yeah, more interesting television. Nobody wants that. to watch a bunch of people have a conversation about the weather. Yeah. For years, when I moved to LA, when I met you at yeah. Largo, I was a producer at a show called Divorce Court. Oh, right. That's what brought me here. <laughs> it was exactly that, because I, I can't be snotty, like, I would never do that. But I did exactly that. You get oh, yeah. two people, you talk on the phone, you see if they have a good personality. Mm-hmm. Then you get the story from each side, all the details you can, all the good stuff. And you organize in your mind, the be- we'll start with the best thing, and then mm-hmm. we'll move here. Yeah. And then you get them in a room when they get here. And, and then you just needle them? You, no, you rehearse. You okay. can rehearse with them. You're like, all right. I'm going to go, I'll play your wife, you're the husband. And I was like, this, and I would do like, you know, I'd hype it up like her, but hype it even more. And right. I go, this motherfucker cheated on me with my best friend. The guy gives me a look. I go, yeah, she's going to say that. And yeah. you're going to give that look to the judge. The whole country's going to know you're so full of shit. Right. You got to go out there and be, and interrupt her immediately. Say, is it true? Yeah. No. Or, you know, he, <laughs> yeah. I only cheated on her because she kept saying I was gonna, and that made me do it. Right. But you gotta tell the judge that. Oh. <laughs> no one's, you got, and so that was two years of that, and my soul went away. But, um, so yeah, there's <laughs> a lot. you gotta of go that. refill the well. Oh my God, I gotta do charity work. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, you have to do that. I mean, you, but you also put people on the show that can do that. Right. That will listen to you, that are okay with it, who yeah. understand what it is. Who understand where you're going with that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you get someone who isn't, 
they're never going to listen to you. First of all, right. so practically it's a terrible idea. And, and then on the other side, it's not, you yeah. know, morally it's a good thing, but yeah, I mean, yeah. And you can do some good. I mean, any reality show can produce some good content, you know, not good right. content, but like good, you know, is, we had, we had some women show. who had, were battling breast cancer and they needed oh, you know, something help redefining themselves. Like that's sure. a good thing that you're doing. And then we had the woman who like, didn't like herself and then just whined all the time. Like, it's this weird mixture of good versus bad. Right. Like, how and good you feel about your job. And it doesn't, if they're all there because they have good personalities mm-hmm. that would work well on TV or they have good stories. Yeah. So it's not, you're not, TV's not there to help you. Yeah. TV's there to entertain people. So right. when people are like, oh, you should do this or that, it's like, TV is not socialism. TV is not yeah. right. T- TV is is lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. Very much. It's so. a business. Well, I worked for uh, TV Nation. Michael Moore had a TV show. Oh yeah. And one of my job, I was a PA, and that was my first job. And we went to um, went to St. Louis, I think, and it was crackers, a c- corporate crime fighting chicken, <laughs> and the guy would dress up like crackers. Awesome. And we go go, and, and the idea was to ambush a big corporation, make, make them look stupid. Sure. And they had a big rally of people who were going to give ideas to crackers, but they'd already chosen what the idea is. We've already booked it. And so there's all these people there and crackers there. And at the end of the day, and this woman's like, my son just lost his job. I'm really, you know, I'm really sorry. And he can't find work. Oh, that's really bad. I was like, oh, and in my mind, I was like, what does she want? I guess she wants Michael Moore to go in his office and try to get his job back. She goes, it's really bad. He really needs money. Can I get a t-shirt? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is yeah. actually an attainable goal. Yeah. We can hook you up. We can do that. <laughs> do that. Hey guys, t-shirts. Guys. It's totally been an hour. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I have I have this ridiculous thing to say. We didn't talk about Lost or Jurassic Park or Disneyland or Harry Potter. Harry you know what? Harry Potter is the best. I noticed your coasters. It's a, our Harry Potter posters uh, coasters. Very nice. Uh, and then Fringe, which I'm still in the first season of, and Arrested Development, which I own the first season of, and reminds me of my family, so I can't watch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know what? Though I understand there's money in the banana stand. There's okay. money. Always <laughs> money in the banana stand. <laughs> you guys, this is so great that you came and did this. I want you thank both you so to come much. back and talk great. more. Yeah, thank you so much. Dorking Thanks, out. Maggie. All right, everybody. Be good to each other out there. Take care. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?